Hi, and welcome to NARC. Today we're going to talk about neuro-linguistic programming. Have you been played? Something I want you to think about. You know, I've been played. 16 years of marriage, yep. The narcissist sociopath uses NLP as their pseudoscience Bible, and it's quite possible that they're going to use it to play you. So how do you uh, not have that happen? Let's talk about that for a second. First of all, they stalk you. They study you. They seduce you. And then they launch a strategic operation against you to manipulate, control, and gain power over you. Neuro-linguistic programming, also known as NLP, is a weapon in the narcissist's toolbox used to abuse and control by using word salad or narc speak, for example. It's essentially a kind of word garbage and mind control technique used to manipulate another person into doing what he or she wants, simply to confuse and to bewilder. NLP is a psychological strategy that analyzes the behavior of successful targeted individuals like you so that they, these, these narcissists and sociopaths can apply these things to achieve a specific outcome. It uses thoughts, language, and patterns of behavior to accomplish these nefarious ends. Technically, neuro-linguistics is the influence of brain behavior through the use of language. And as we spoke of earlier, you know, the um, psychobabble, sort of uh, narc speak word salad. And they also use communication to reprogram the way a person thinks or responds to certain stimuli. So it, in plain and simple language, it is a type of conditioning. Conditioning. Our beliefs are cobbled together from our past experiences. The world that people see is filtered through the lens of their own personal history. We all do that. We bring our past into our present, which colors our future. Beliefs are perceptions and interpretations that you construct from all of these past experiences, your history. Eventually, you know, we forget that these are merely perceptions and we begin to accept them as absolute truths and thus become they become the compass we use to navigate our lives. Uh, it's kind of a concept like behavioral modification, like you do something long enough and it gets habitualized, uh, routinized, um, and so that it becomes real. After a while, you're not just faking it till you make it. It actually becomes real if you repeat it for so long. A person with narcissistic personality disorder or a sociopath or psychopath is disconnected from their true authentic selves. Their history has contributed to their inability to function as regular people with typical emotions and self-awareness. They don't have any true self-awareness, although they spend a lot of time thinking that they're getting to the bottom of it and that they're truly enlightened and woke and couldn't be further from the truth. 
uh, but they're incapable of seeing that truth. And so they're always searching for this thing that they're never going to find. Um, their history has contributed to their inability to function. Um, and so that they, they just can't. It's like the trauma and the early childhood, whatever bad things happened to them that that kind of made them into what they are. It 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 renders them incapable of doing, feeling, and being as your regular neurotypical person. They may attempt to decipher the source of their problems that make them different from everybody else, but they're never really going to quite be able to be reflective enough, accountable enough, or insightful enough to reach any viable conclusion. This deficit in their very essence and character requires them to seek the missing things that they cannot even define. They don't know what it is. How do you know what something is if you've never seen it, never felt it, never witnessed it? You don't, right? These things haven't been built into them as they are most people. Or it was there, but it was extinguished for some reason and disconnected. Uh, it requires them to seek these missing things that they don't even know what it is. And they have to look outside themselves to find it because it's not in there internally put there. Often clever and adaptable, manipulative and myopic, creative and ambitious, they are positioned to do great harm to anyone who is caught in their web. And I want to say a quick little side note about the people that they target. This isn't always true, but I think a lot of times it is. I think a lot of times that their targets are also missing that inner, um, what is it, an inner um, wholeness, completeness, an inner bank of appropriate feelings, emotions, what is healthy, there, there is a deficit for their victims a lot of times because their, their targets often have suffered some kind of terrible childhood wounding or toxic programming that makes them uh, prime targets. And so that they're easy prey, they are vulnerable, they're, they're, they are starved for fill in the blank. And here comes narcissist sociopath who is willing and able to um, to mirror them and mimic what it is that this person's seeking. Uh, it's just it, you know it's it's, it's a very uh, powerfully um, terrible dynamic for two people to have. Um, so let's talk about control for a second and shift shift gears a minute. Narcissists, sociopaths, borderline, and antisocial personality disorders are all known for trying to talk people into seeing the world from their twisted, convoluted, down-the-rabbit-hole kind of way. That, that's something that they try to do. Verbal and mental manipulation appears to be an innate, um, an innate or, you know, like intrinsic, uh, gift for these dysregulated people who constantly must seek fuel and validation externally from other people. Again, 
as do some of their, many of their victims have that same problem as well. They just react differently. This is where the neuro-linguistics becomes a narcissistic tool of control. The narcopath will study his victim closely. They get to know their mannerisms so they can mimic them. Using narcissist terminology, they mirror them. So it causes a degree of subconscious comfort and a feeling of safety and familiarity, familiarity that reduces this person who's the target. It reduces their defenses and leaves them extra vulnerable because they think that it's all safe. All the cues, all the, the uh, verbal and physical, physical cues that they are receiving are really not what they appear to be and it causes the victim to lower their defenses. They will repeat this sort of subliminal messaging and brainwashing techniques to remap the brains of their victims. Wow, that is this for real? Can they do that? Absolutely, they can. Suggestion, repetition, that's a thing. If, you don't, if you've never heard of that, you should look it up. Suggestion repetition can be extremely dangerous because it hijacks the target and makes them believe things that, that they do not believe. Suggestion repetition. It, it is kind of what it sounds like it is, right? You tell people something long enough, sooner or later they're going to believe it. My ex-narcopath, husband, person, effectively messed with my head in ways that were formidable and frighteningly effective. He often refers to himself as a wizard because of his power to move energy and hypnotize people to do his bidding and all this, of this kind of stuff. He's very seductive and he bonds with people through sexual prowess and he's a charismatic and nice, polite guy. Facade, but it is a facade. And it's that way with all of them, right? They, it produces a powerful amalgamation of control that can hijack the resistance and judgment of even the most intelligent and morally oriented person, which would be me. I'm intelligent and I have a moral compass. I want to do what is right and moral and ethical. Of course I do. Of course I do. And I take great pride in doing it when I can pull it off and actually do make choices that way. Oh, it produces a powerful thing um, so that they will find themselves, it's so powerful that the victim will find themselves naked and bleeding on a deserted road before they even figure out what is being done to them. You know, at that point, it's a little bit light. It's a little bit light. The narcopath will lead you down a slow path to submission, they take their fuel or their supply from their victims at any cost with no remorse or mercy. The price for the temporary rush of this heroin-like drug that you get from pairing with this narcissist or sociopath is more than you can afford to pay in the end. Trust me on that, guys. Trust me on that. The price is your sanity and your soul. And... That is not just my opinion. I, that, is re, that is for real. That is for real. It is all part of a very clever mind control strategy. 
used to build intimate connections under false pretenses. A target's feeling during the golden period or idealization phase and infatuation stage of this whole cycle of abuse, it continues throughout the whole relationship. And this narcopath makes people feel like they're under a spell. You know, that's why probably my ex calls himself a wizard. He is a skilled manipulator and acknowledges his control over others. He knows what he's doing. He knows. A lot of them do. So let's shift again. Shift and pivot. We're going to talk. We just finished talking about control. Let's talk about power. Power. Consider the NLP, this neuro-linguistic programming, used by the narcopath as a type of conditioning. Conditioned behaviors are types of associative learning where a stimulus becomes associated with a consequence. You know, like Pavlov's dogs. You know, they hear the bell, it's time to eat, that kind of thing. There is no place more compelling for the narcopath to wield their power than in the bedroom. My ex-narcopath actually admitted to possessing sadomasochistic tendencies, even though he went on to excuse them, blame shift, and downplay all of these things later on. These kinds of power plays are degrading and humiliating for the partner. A sadomasochistic dynamic can make the partner distance and dis- distant and disconnected from the narcopath, while the narcopath might revert to sadistic behavior like cheating or even asking for a divorce to feed on the masochistic feeling of revenge and power that they get from these kinds of betrayal. How effed up is that? They're getting off feeling revenge and power from these kinds of betrayal. It's like, wow, look at, I, you know, I, I wield a mighty sword and I can cut you down with it. Wow, aren't I a badass, right? The power is manifesting when the victim has been assimilated into the narcopath's gallery of behaviors and used against them. For example, They may incorporate certain words and phrases or certain signature moves to make certain encounters. After repeated conditioning, the rewards are removed and only a word or a touch can trigger the desired response that has been coded into the victim. And we're talking coded into the brain circuitry, coded into muscle memory, coded into the body and the soul and the minds of these of the of the target so that they are um you know this is uh sophisticated stuff serious stuff so serious there's an art to this level of mind control and it extends to affect the body and the emotions as well as the spiritual autonomy of their partner or victim yes when the narcopath makes a power play it's always ruthless and without remorse because they are incapable of feeling empathy or guilt. They can butcher their partner in the most inhumane and cruel savagery and never blink an eye. Power is the end game, and if their power is challenged, the only consequence is brutal annihilation. It is impossible to imagine how such a sweet and charming person can shape-shift into the embodiment of a demonic entity. 
but the truth is that they were always soulless and self-motivated. Their selfishness and opportunistic qualities and agendas compel them to take all they can for as long as they can, and when they are gorged and fat and full of all that you have to offer, they're going to just disappear like smoke into the night. Make no mistake, you cannot outmaneuver a narcopath. You cannot love them back to health or fix their dysregulated brains. You will be murdered in every metaphorical way possible, and in some cases, even literally. You are tangled up with someone who, in many ways, is already dead. If you don't get away in time, you know what? You're going to join them. And so, that is my message for the day, troopers. These narcissists and sociopaths and psychopaths use sophisticated uh elaborate mind games to control you to have power over you and to achieve their their ends whatever it is they want they'll do anything to get it and smile the cutest sweetest little smile in the world while they're stabbing you in the back and just twisting it and twisting it and um, enjoying the fact that it's hurting you so much and that there's nothing you can do about it to protect yourself or save yourself. It doesn't get more horrible than that, troopers. So, you know, someone has, well, a lot of people have been telling me lately, hey, it has been 16 months. You need to step up recovery. It is time. It is time. So I have developed my own uh, strategy and it is to create a mantra to uh, reboot and to wipe out any thoughts of, um, of my narcopath because I still feel a draw. I still feel a, um, a pull towards them that is obsessive, compulsive, and addictive. And, of course, unhealthy, obviously. So, the mantra is, I am a mom. I'm a mother, and it matters. I'm a mom, and it matters. I'm a mother, I'm a mom, and it matters. I'm a grandmother, and it matters. I'm a Grammy, and it matters. Say those kinds, that's, that's, that's my little tip of the day. Get yourself a mantra that you can repeat when you feel that you are being sucked in to that dark hole, to that gaping wound, to that endless abyss of endless torment, if you feel yourself being sucked into it, then start repeating, I'm a mom and it matters. I'm a mother and it matters. I am a daughter and it matters. I am a whatever. Just define yourself Something that is more powerful, find yourself something that is more motivating, that is more, that is going to shut down that compulsion and that addiction. It, it's just like being a drug addict or an alcoholic or having any other kind of addiction, troopers. You know, allowing yourself to, to be preyed upon by these narcissists and sociopaths and psychopaths uh, because of your unresolved um, issues that you carry with you internally, uh, in your core self, 
uh, it makes you easy prey. You're very vulnerable and you're, um, you know, they're going to play you right back to that title that I have here. Have you been played? Yeah, well, if you're with one of these types, if you haven't been played yet, you're going to be. And chances are you already have been and you just don't know it yet. It's such a smooth operation. It sometimes can go under the radar. So be smart, folks. Uh, pay attention. Look at what they're doing, what they're saying, how they make you feel, how they, how they routinize little things with touch and with routines to set it up so that there's a music or a certain touch followed by a certain thing, how they're conditioning you, how they're brainwashing you, how they're controlling you and exerting power over you with all of these deceptive, um, morally bankrupt things that they are doing to you. It is unconscionable. It is inhumane. And you cannot just allow it to continue. Whether you're still with them or you've escaped or they've discarded you, once you're out, stay out. Get out. Stay out. Be away from this thing because it will destroy not only you but all the people you love too. Because when you suffer, they suffer. Words of wisdom, guys. When you suffer, the people who love you suffer. And if you're tangled up with these people who are so sick and dysregulated that they are just preying on you and sucking the life out of you and manipulating you in just crazy ways, then it's a no-win situation. You're not going to change them. It's not going to stop. They're not going to just turn into some perfect person ever. It's not going to happen. You need to think about the people who do love you and you need to think about protecting them and doing what's right for them. I missed that opportunity a few times. I will not do it again. I'm tempted sometimes. Absolutely. This is a dance to the death. Is what I tell myself, right? It's just almost like it's never over. It just goes on. And there's just this connection. And this symbiosis. And this very pathological bond. Between you and that person. And it is just completely destructive and deadly. But if you love the people who love you, you have other relationships with people that you care about, friends and family outside of that relationship, then get that mantra going and say, well, the one that I chose to motivate me is my children. And so I say, I'm a mother and it matters. I'm a mother and that matters. And that's to help me reframe, reboot, and to step back and say, hey, I don't need this drug. I don't need this heroin. I don't need this thing that I'm addicted to. I have to walk away. It will kill me and it, and that will kill the people that I love and make them so sad and ruin their lives. And no, 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 no. I'm better than that. They're better than that. We all deserve more than that. Step away. Keep walking. Don't look back. Do not look back. Do not go back there. Say that thing over and over and set yourself free. Be brave. Be strong. They're never going to love you the way you deserve to be loved. Just accept it. You have to accept that. And the neuro-linguistic um, thing that they're doing, that tool that they use against you, pay attention. Look for it. Listen for it. Watch what they do, how they touch, how they um, maneuver you. Uh, and manipulate you. Wow, it is, it's mind-blowing. But once you know it, once you see it, 
it's there and it's unmistakable and uh, you can protect yourself. Okay, that's it, everybody. Wear your mask, be safe, try to stay healthy. We are living in historical times right now with a global pandemic. This is no small thing. It is a game changer, folks. And at the end of this, if we're still here, we survive all this. You want to emerge whole, happy, strong, recovered, and free from that person who, um, wow, there aren't words to describe what they did, are there? It's too horrific to, to name. So let's just say, let's be working on ourselves so when this is over, we can come out of this like a butterfly out of a, out of a little cocoon. We're going to come out and we're going to kick some ass. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. So, um, all right. Hang in there, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.